Good morning, everyone. It truly is good to be together to worship this morning. I tell, I've told different people over the years that if you're going to serve on a board of either a school board or a mission board or whatever kind of a board you're going to serve on, uh, the best position you could possibly have is to be the assistant chairman because the chairman does most of the work and the secretary has a lot of responsibilities and, and uh, the trustee, the person that takes care of the finances, treasurer has a lot of responsibilities, but usually the assistant chairman just has to hope and pray that the chairman stays healthy and, and uh, that's just the best position to have. Or if you're a pastor, the best position to have is to be an assistant pastor. And Leon, Leon agrees with that, he tells me. that's. And I, I was one of them too, and that's just the best position to have. Either an assistant chairman, assistant pastor, it's the, an enjoyable place to serve. Well, I'd like to build off that a little this morning and say that if you're going to be a parent, uh, the best thing to be is a grandparent. That is the ultimate, to be a grandparent. And, of course, it's true that if you're going to be a grandparent, you must be parents first. But it is, it's uh, a real privilege and a blessing to be a grandparent. Somebody has said that if children are like a rainbow to parents, grandchildren are the pot of gold. And Brother Dan's shaking his head. Yep, that's, that's right. It's, we, we found that to be true. And there's so many blessings to be a grandparent. Uh, and let me start this way. Children are, the, children are the best. Children are a blessing from the Lord. There's no question about it. It's just a blessing to be a parent and to have children. And when I remember having young children, and I'm sure we have a lot of young families here with your children, sometimes you think, oh, if I could just keep them at this age. If I could just keep them here. They're so cute. They're so, it's just wonderful. Be so nice if they could just stay here. Well, one of the blessings you discover as a grandparent is that you're interacting with your grandchildren and you see your children in them. And it's almost like they're, it's like, uh, yeah, my, my granddaughter can, can come and sit beside me and, and giggle a little bit. And I look down, it's just, I have a flashback. It's like Joe's sitting there beside me again. It's like, it's amazing. And I, I, I see it all the time in my grandchildren. I see my children in them. And if you look a little deeper, you can even see myself in them and my, my wife in them. And it's just a, a really neat experience that, that grandparents get to have. And we, we get to have that with, without having the discipline, the sleepless nights, the doctor bills, the tuition, and it just, the list goes on and on and on. We get to experience all these blessings. So I want to uh, encourage you young families, uh, be faithful in your parenting, enjoy it, and remember that, Lord willing, the best is yet to come. Uh, someday you may get to experience uh, being grandparents. I've entitled the message this morning, Godly Grandparenting. And this is a topic that was given to me some three years ago to share at Equippers Institute. And the, this is the way they gave me the topic. Godly grandparenting, assisting our children without interfering. Assisting our children without interfering. 
So we want to think about some of those, some very practical things this morning. Turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 1, and I, I, feel, I feel most comfortable preaching a message and using a text, and this morning I don't really have that. I'm going to just share one verse here, and then I'll be, uh, you won't be turning any place else in your Bible this morning. It's going to be mostly practical. I'll be reading some verses from Proverbs and Psalms along the way, but... Here in in 2 Timothy chapter 1, in verse 5, Paul is encouraging Timothy, and he says this, and I I love the way that has three generations in this verse. It says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. And here you have Paul, he's looking at Timothy, but he's seeing three generations. And that is a really beautiful picture. And we can do that here at church in many of our families. We can, we can see three generations of, of faithfulness to God, faith in God. And that is, there's something very, very precious about that. And so uh, parenting is very important and Godly grandparenting is also very important. In Proverbs 17, 6, uh, the beginning of the verse says, Children's children are the crown of old men. Children's children are the crown of old men. The Bible is very clear that prolonged posterity is a blessing and its cutting off is a curse. So children glory in a virtuous ancestry. In Proverbs 13, 22, it says this, A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, or to his, his grandchildren. And so you're here this morning. Uh, those of you who are, the, who are here as children, and you have godly grandparents, it is a blessing. You have been blessed in your life to be able to interact and to talk with and communicate with godly grandparents. What a blessing that is. And most times we don't appreciate it enough until, uh, until our grandparents aren't here anymore and we realize uh, what a blessing they were in our lives. But then it's also the opposite side. The Bible talks in Psalms 109 and verse 13 it says, let his posterity be cut off and in the generation following let their name be blotted out also, speaking of an evil influence. And so it's, when it's good, it's really good. When it's bad, it's sad, and it's very bad. Proverbs 16.31 says, The hoary head is a crown of glory, if it be found in the way of righteousness. So godly grandparents have so much to offer, and the truth is that we receive much more than what we are able to give from our grandchildren. They are a real blessing. And it is God's will that between parents and grandparents and children that there is uh, good relationships in, in the family setting. That is God's will. And many times, too often, and even sometimes in our own circles, there's pain and there's, there's people who have painful experiences in, in relationships, and it does not need to be that way. It's not supposed to be that way, and we want to think about some of those practical things this morning. 
we as, as grandparents are limited in our influence uh, by our children and their chosen life's partners. We're, we're limited. Our children go and they marry, they have a, they marry somebody and for life and they have children and we as grandparents, we get the privilege of watching them raise their children and we're limited. We are, we're not the parents of our grandchildren, we're the grandparents and there is a big difference. Most likely, they're gonna do things different than we did and we have to understand that. We have to, we have to know that, we have to understand it. Uh, our children have read different books, have listened to different people speak about parenting and they're gonna do it different and probably do it better and we need to be, uh, we need to understand that and allow them to do that. Sometimes grandparents feel out of control and the truth is we are. We are out of control. And that's the way God intended it to be. Our, our children got married and they chose to cleave to somebody for life and they had children together and their children are their responsibility to raise. And so as grandparents, yes, we are in a sense out of control as we watch our children raise our grandchildren. And that's all fine and good. It's the way it's supposed to be. Very practical things for being godly grandparents. Number one, pray, pray, pray. When we were parenting our children, we prayed a lot. And now as, as grandparents, we need to continue praying because what held true for our children only by the grace of God holds true for our grandchildren. Only by the grace of God are our children gonna do a good job of raising our grandchildren. And so we pray, pray, pray. There's a lot of things we should pray for. Some of, uh, of the most important things, we need to continue to pray for our grandchildren's parents or our children. Pray for them, that God would give them wisdom to raise their children in a godly way. Pray for them. That, that should be uh, a daily prayer flowing off of grandparents' lips that our children have the wisdom and the grace necessary to raise uh, our grandchildren. We should pray for their safety. We should pray for when they get older and they start going to school, pray for their, their school, their teachers. And ultimately we should pray for their salvation, that when they reach the age of accountability that God would call them and that they would respond to that call. They should know that grandma and grandpa pray for them. Should be, they should, should be a given. They should know that and understand that we're praying for them. We should tell, that, tell them that from time to time. We're praying for you. One of the, one of the neat things that I, I enjoy doing is if, if we're keeping our grandchildren and their parents are away for a day or whatever, and at, at mealtime we pray together and I always like to pray for their parents who are pray for their safety and pray for them. And that must feel so good to, to grandchildren to know that grandma and grandpa are praying for their parents because they're missing them, they're away, and pray for them. Another, the second thing that I think of uh, as, as a very practical thing is to love our grandchildren unconditionally, the same way we love our children, unconditionally. We need to love our grandchildren 
the same way. This old saying is the, the best way to love your children is to love your spouse. And that's very true. And in my mind, one of the best ways to love your grandchildren is to love their parents. Keep loving their parents unconditionally and supporting them and praying for them. One of the most devastating things is if there's, if there's some kind of a rift between grandma and grandpa and dad and mom and grandchildren, aren't, they pick that up and they know that it's very devastating. And so uh, love grandparents, love your children and your grandchildren will understand that. And in that, in, in your loving your children, they're going to feel very secure and they'll blossom in that environment. Love your children enough not to meddle in their parenting. And this one is, is so important. Love your children enough not to meddle in their parenting. Seal your lips. The only thing that's excluded from this is child abuse. If there's child abuse, then you need to report, then you need to talk. But apart from child abuse, seal your lips. We get a front row seat to, to their child raising abilities. And we were experts, right? No, we weren't. But we're pretty sure we understand a lot of things they don't. And we might. We, we really might. There's, there's probably things, probably experiences that would be very helpful to them. But my, my conclusion is that it's better to bite our tongues until they're sore rather than to offend our children by always offering advice on parenting. Now, if they come asking, share, give, give, them, the, give them advice. If, they, if they're asking for it, sure, be helpful. Give them all the advice that, that, you, can, that you can think of. But don't offer it if, it's not, if they're not soliciting it from you. Don't offer it. Uh, just, just observe and pray, pray, pray. One of the things that I, I think is difficult as grandparents or one of the things that I've experienced is, uh, you know, grandma and grandpa get kind of lax in uh, where our, our disciplining children is in the past. And so now our grandchildren come home and we're around them. And uh, they're, they're really too cute to, to discipline. And they probably don't deserve disciplining like our own children did. And so sometimes when our children are doing their godly parenting and they're disciplining our grandchildren, it hurts. And I, I remember sometimes like, oh man, did, did he or she really deserve that harsh of a punishment for the offense? But the truth is, I don't know how the child has been in previous days. Maybe something was building up to this. Maybe this is the last straw. I don't know, but be quiet. Let your parents, let, your, let the, your grandchildren's parents do the disciplining. And whether you feel they're over-disciplining or under-disciplining, bite your tongue. Stay out of it. Let them do it. And pray for them. Most likely, they're going to end up doing a much better job than we did. Let them do it. Pray for them. Because most likely, our advice and opinions are not going to be appreciated. So, in a sense, our grandchildren are ours, and yet they're not. Yet they're not. They are, we are, we are to, to stay out of it and let the parenting to the parents. 
Next point is develop a personal relationship with your grandchildren. And this takes time. Know their names. Uh, know, th know the things that they enjoy. Uh, know when their birthdays are. Contact them on their birthday if you can and, and uh, wish them a happy birthday and, and be involved in, in their lives to, to a degree that there's a, that there's a real connection there. And I, I enjoy uh, knowing my grandchildren's, they all have three names. And since I grew up with my mom's maiden name, which was always a painful thing, why I, uh, I enjoy knowing my children's uh, middle names and, and using them quite frequently and usually get a grin out of them when I use their, use their middle names. They probably don't hear that a whole lot at home unless they're being bad or something. But develop a personal relationship with them. Know their names. It's very, and this is an illustration to an extreme, but uh, I have a brother who's, who says he's scarred for life because when he was a young guy, probably six, seven years old, something like that, uh, my grandfather was, was visiting, and uh, my brother walked up to my, my father and my grandfather, and he my brother understood enough of Dutch to know that my grandfather asked my father, what's this one's name, he said. And it's just, my brother says, that just scarred me for life, that my grandpa didn't know my name. But in uh, putting it into a proper context, my grandfather had 100 grandchildren. So, and we didn't live next door to him. So I, I would have a little grace for grandpa because it's difficult enough keeping track of, of nine of them. I can't imagine keeping track of, of 100 of them when you don't live next to them. But that, is, but that just illustrates the hurt in a child if grandpa doesn't even know your name and so know their names uh, interact with them use their names and and develop a personal relationship with them when possible spend quality time with them uh, whether it's work games fun whatever uh, communicate with them I, I think it's, it's always enjoyable for grandma and grandpa to tease around with our, with our grandchildren as long as it's done properly. And as long as it's just, it's, we should be fun. Grandma and grandpa should be fun. And, and when, when we're fun, our grandchildren enjoy it and uh, enjoy spending time with us. Spend quality time with them. Uh, I've, sometimes I cringe, I'll be honest, but when, if our grandchildren come, especially in the summer, uh, Marion's, Marion just loves getting them involved and whether she's working out in the flower beds why after a while she has this whole army of children out there and they're getting so much work done and I'm like maybe they didn't want to come here to work but it's obvious if you watch close it's obvious they enjoy it they love it and they're just all into it and so involve them in, in what you're doing I think is, a, is an excellent, excellent thing to do and it sends a message uh, you're not ignoring them, you're involving them with what you are doing. I also love uh, doing s special little things, whether it be uh, uh, my grandchildren know that most times, not all the time, but most times grandpa's good for a piece of chewing gum. And uh, I, here a few weeks ago, Marion and I were in Florida and Joe sent a picture and you had their, your Sunday evening service here. And after church, I was like, oh my, you have to be kidding. Here, uh, little Leo is up here tugging on Ray's pants, 
because we, Ray and I get accused all the time of looking alike, and it's, there's enough of similarities there that I can understand. And yeah, little Leo thought he had grandpa, and he's like, come on, man, where's my chewing gum? And Ray wasn't getting it. What's going on? But, but uh, they know that I'm usually good for, good for a piece of chewing gum. Uh, the other thing I enjoy is our grandchildren come, come uh, to our house and, and they're eating or something. And I like to say, uh, I got them hooked on putting malt on their ice cream. And uh, they just, now they, they come to, where's the malt, Grandpa? And they're going after all these, these little things that are that, uh, just fun to do things like that with them. Uh, Dorcas accused me one time of, she's, when I'm giving her children chewing gum, she says, you're buying their love. And I said, Dorcas, that's fine. I'm good with that. If it, if for a piece of chewing gum, I'll gladly do that. One of the, one of the things in this, this whole area of developing a relationship, when I gave the topic down at, uh, down at Terry Hill, I believe it was, uh, I did, gave a little survey here at church, and a few of you people responded. And I, so I don't know who, re- who gave this, but I think it's an excellent observation from young parents. And this is what, this is, uh, what the, the results of the survey was. And talking about personal relationships between grandparents and grandchildren. This is what it said. It said, uh, grandparents, please develop such a good relationship with my children that when they grow up, I never have to beg them to come visit you. Now think that through. That's, that's precious. Develop a relationship with your grandchildren so that when, that when they grow up, I don't have to be hounding my grandchildren to go visit Grandma and Grandpa, but that they'll do it because they want to. There's a relationship there, and they enjoy being with you. And so that's just excellent advice. Tell them stories. If you want to develop a a good relationship with your grandchildren, tell them stories about your life. When I was a little girl, or when I was a little boy, that makes such an impact on children. They just enjoy that tremendously. Deuteronomy 4.9 says, Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them, thy sons and thy sons' sons, or your grandchildren. Teach them, tell them stories, be involved in their lives. Next practical point is, always treat your grandchildren fairly. When we have, those of you who are parents uh, with our children, we know how important it is to treat our children fairly. Just very important if a child feels that, that one of their siblings gets preferential treatment, it hurts, and it really hurts. So the same thing holds true with grandma and grandpa. With your grandchildren, make a conscious effort to treat your grandchildren fairly. It's very, very important. No exclusions or broken promises. Uh, don't tell one of them you get to go along and then back out on it for, without having a good reason. Don't favor a certain family. A lot of you have uh, various uh, children with with children, and so you, have, you might have this grandchildren here, grandchildren here, another family with grandchildren. Don't favor one of the families. Uh, it'll be detected. Don't do it. Do your utmost to treat them fairly and, uh, and, and just use, uh, use the same guidelines you used in, in raising your children. If you, don't, if you favor a family, it will be sensed and people are going to be hurt. Next practical point is abide by the rules of the parents. 
I recall I grew up without booster seats and or, uh, child safety seats and vehicles and all that all that stuff, and it's it takes you for takes you for a jolt when uh, when the grandchildren you want to take the grandchildren somewheres and your children are saying well you this one needs this kind of a car seat and this one needs this and you're putting all this apparatus in your vehicles, and Marion and I are thinking back to when the children just jumped in the car and you went away, and so it's like but. It's, those are the government rules, and they're the parents' rules, and so you abide by them. And along with that, uh, in, in uh, abiding by the rules of the parents, safety first in all things. One of the things that I, I often think about when our grandchildren enter a house, especially if the parents leave them there and they go away, and it's like I tell Marion, we're responsible for these children. Safety first. Uh, be, be careful. Uh, be careful with the shop and the road and the four-wheeler and these types of things. Be very, very careful because we have the blessing and the privilege today to watch our grandchildren. Let's be uh, very careful. Accidents happen fast enough even when people are careful. There's no reason to be careless and to uh, allow things to happen that would not have had to happen. Young parents do need to trust their grandparents and that trust is earned as they see grandparents being careful with their children. No jealousy. Uh, many mothers tend to lean on their mothers for support and sometimes that hurts mother-in-law. Oh my, but no jealousy. There's, there's no room for that. That's not a problem. That's just normal. It's not always that way, but it's normal for daughters most times to go to their mothers for advice or to lean on them for, for counsel. And if that's the way it is, it's fine. And if, it's, if they go to their uh, mother-in-law, that's fine too. But no, there's no room for jealousy because uh, jealousy is, is not of God and it will be detected. And it will, it's, it'll start building uh, problems in relationships. Grandparents, I believe we need to think of ourselves as relief pitchers in a baseball game. We're on the bench until our adult children call, and, and then we must do as they say if we want to stay in the game. Because if, uh, if we're not going to be a good relief pitcher and we're going to be a problem, why, they won't call us the next time and we won't be in the game. And so we need to abide by the rules and we need to, to respond and to serve faithfully when we're called upon and do our very best. Next practical point is do not enter into competition with the other set of grandparents. If there is one, there often is. And it's important and it's easy, it's easy to do uh, to, become, to become jealous or to somehow enter into competition with them. Don't do it. Don't even think of doing it. It's foolish. Uh, they are... Uh, they have their ways and, and we have our ways and we're just thankful our grandchildren have two sets of grandparents and uh, we, we don't enter into competition with them. Some, sometimes touchy uh, areas can come uh, like holidays. Families get together at Christmas or Thanksgiving or what have you and uh, when, we have, when we have grandchildren and there's two sets of grandparents we have to be very conscious of the fact that there's another family and maybe more than, might be two or three other families involved 
And so the truth is we're being selfish if we expect the children are always going to be at our house for Christmas dinner. We're selfish. It's th it, it just may not be that way, and we have to understand that and allow it to be to, for things to change. And, and we have to also be understanding that maybe, uh, maybe one, whatever, we're, we're doing our best to have the, the family together, and, and one of our children says, well, I'm sorry, that's not going to work for me because my wife's parents, oh, okay, no hurt feelings. They are, they're grown. They have a family. They get to choose where they're going to be, and if, if they detect that, that we're becoming bitter about it or, or contrary about it, why it's going to, it's not going to have a good ending. And so we have to be very, very careful that we don't enter into competition with the other grandparents in our, in our grandchildren's lives. Our children, this is true with our children, and it's also true with our grandchildren, they must be loved home, not forced home. We have to love them. And, and they, they come in their own free will. We don't force them home. Another very important point is that as grandparents, we need to have a life. If we have a life, it will prevent us from interfering in our children's lives. So when your children get married, and have children, things change, but we're no longer parenting, we're now the grandparents, it's okay to have, and it's important that we have our own life and we do our own things so that we don't become busybodies in our children's lives. Don't overdo visiting because they also have a life to live and they also have their friends. And we love to have our children come home but you know, I also love when I hear that our children are with their friends. I just praise God that they have friends they can be with because that's very important and, and I, I appreciate that. I think it's just, there's, we need to be understanding of that. I have my life, they have theirs. We are close and connected, yet separate. There needs to be boundaries Boundaries and more boundaries, and it works both ways between parents and, uh, and, our, and our children. Another practical point, we need to be available to assist if called on, and it's good if we can offer to assist. If we see somebody struggling with sick children or something, it's wonderful to offer to, to, to help them in some way. To offer to give them a break can be so appreciated at times. And we also need to... When we, when we make such an offer, we need to be prepared not to be offended if they say no. Don't be offended by that. Parents know best. They know what's best for their children at any given moment. And we need to take that as when the parents say, no, it's just not going to work. That's fine. Depend on the parents. Allow them to be the parents. Another thing that can happen is don't, as grandparents, don't allow yourself to be abused. I talked about boundaries. Some grandparents end up being abused by their children. They become the, the daycare sender. And it's okay for grandma and grandpa to say, no, here's, uh, it's not gonna work. And, and to, to have some boundaries, don't allow yourself to just simply be uh, abused. And especially for, uh, for selfish reasons, if uh, mom and dad are just, uh, wanting to do things that it's like 
no, don't, don't allow yourself to just become uh, a, a daycare sender. Another one is let go of all your selfish expectations, such as where your children are going to live, where they're going to work, where they're going to go to church. True love does not force. So no selfish expectations from grandma and grandpa. Love your children. Love your grandchildren. Uh, give them counsel and advice when they ask. When they don't ask, love them enough to allow them to raise their family the same way our parents allowed us to raise our families. And lastly, show your grandchildren what a mature Christian looks like. Proverbs 17.22 says, A merry heart doeth good like medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. And Psalms 92.14 and 15 say, They shall bring forth fruit in old age, they shall be fat and flourishing, to show that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. What a blessing it is to be grandparents, and what a blessing it is for grandchildren to have godly grandparents and to, to be able to have a relationship with them. And my, my hope and desire is that... Uh, that we can all, that we've all been encouraged and blessed this morning as we think about uh, the blessing it is to have grandparents, the blessing it is to, to be parents, and to know that there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and it's also to know that, that grandparents are really, really blessed by grandchildren. What a blessing it is to have uh, godly grandchildren. And... The crux of the message this morning is, is an appeal to all of us, and I'm not, ex I'm not suggesting in any way, shape, or form that we don't have this, but my appeal is that we would have good relationships between parents and uh, grandparents and our grandchildren, that there'd be good relationships there, and that they would be godly relationships, and that we would enjoy each other tremendously. So... I, I hope that that's where we're at and we can, we, can, uh, we can strive to do better than we are already doing. So God bless you as you raise your children for the Lord. God bless those of you who are grandparents. Enjoy it and treasure the moments you get to spend with your grandchildren. But allow your children to do the raising of them. I'm sure they're doing a, a good job. And let's be faithful in praying for them and developing relationships that uh, are honoring to the Lord with our grandchildren. And let's be the kind of grandma and grandpas that our grandchildren enjoy and love being around. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you this morning for each one of my brothers and sisters here. I thank you for the grandparents that are here. I just ask that you would bless them. As, and help them to take their grandparenting seriously and at the same time do it with open hands and allow their children to do the parenting and simply to be there as, as grandparents are supposed to be, be that godly influence, those prayer warriors and those people that are there to support in any way that they can. I thank you for the parents in this congregation that are doing a tremendous job in raising their children to the best of their abilities just bless them as, as they do that. And I also pray for all the children. Just ask that you would bless them 
keep them safe, watch over and protect them, help them to uh, have a desire to do what is right. And I ask, oh Lord, that you would call them to yourself when they reach the age of accountability. And I also pray that they would all have a real appreciation for grandma and grandpa and uh, do the best to, to develop good relationships with them. So watch over us and, and bless us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.